Jake Jenna. What are you doing? Your beer's over there, you wank stain. Oh, fuck. I didn't notice it. Hold on. Let me grab my gold tab. And there you go. Sluice me up, baby. The sluice juice is loose. Sluice. Get it in ya. I love getting sluiced. A sluice is loose. What is Just like the the mooth is loose. The mooth is loose. What is a sluice? I have no idea. Should we look this up? Let's do it. See what it is. Uh, I fucked mine up. Okay, glad to wow. see all of you did as well. Yep. Right. Mine's perfect. Right. Mine's fine. Are you kidding? Mine's fine. You just have a fucked up glass. Yeah, Forbes hasn't poured a beer in three months. Yeah, it's so been a while. That's fine. You get a Forbes. <laughs> what is sluice? Sluice meaning. Before you tell us what we're drinking, sluice is a sliding gate or other device for controlling the flow of water, especially one in a locked gate, or the act of rinsing or showering with water. So what is sluice juice? So if you're showering with water, you're sluicing. I would assume because and Parkerville juicing. and everything like that is all about the gold rush. Gold. Eddie's the gold top. Yeah, I do love that, by the way. Like, I just want to say before we talk about this beer, gold uh, tab on a Parkerville brewing beer, that's smart. Just small things like that. It's gold mining town. It's the little the gold things. Tab. It's, it's little the things. little things. It's the little things that get me, folks. They also have a mustache. Oh, yeah. The stash. They used to have a smile with it that had a golden tooth, but looks like they got rid of that. They should bring well, that back. Yeah, that's racist. Barkerville, I know you're listening. Bring it back. Having a gold tooth is a racist? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> uh, all right. What's this beer, Mr. Forbes? Uh, I saw it at the store. Yes. As one <laughs> as one typically does. <laughs> cool can. Sluice juice. Caught my I, eye. I have I to say I am disappointed that you didn't bring us a beer from... Australia or Thailand or how am I supposed to fit that in South Korea or Cambodia? You went to North Korea? So I almost went to North Korea. If he went to North Korea, he wouldn't be back. He would be a sexual prisoner. We were gonna do it too. He would be best friends with Kim Jong. Yeah. What one is it now? That Kim probably Jong has some Hoon. benefits. One of them. Un? Un dos or Kim Jong Un. <laughs> it was Kim Jong Il. That was the one that was in the uh, the, in, the interview. No, that was Kim Jong Un. Was that Kim Jong Un? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Kim Jong. You didn't, right. Yeah, you didn't bring us back any foreign beers. Didn't you bring us anything? It's actually kind of rude. Shit all. Well, it's kind of rude. Actually, I barely brought myself anything. <laughs> Just other than yourself. Memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. memories. <laughs> I didn't bring myself much. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyways, Hazy Pale Ale. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. proudly brewed in Quesnel. Quesnel. The IBU is only eight. I taste yeah more than eight. Um, it tastes exactly Sluice nine. juice is a hazy golden juice bomb that rewards your taste buds with the riches of fruit forward flavor. Very fruit forward. Apricot, yeah. peach, tangerine aromas. Okay. Do you get those well, things? I, uh, I definitely get the apricot in the taste. Yeah. We'll smell it. I like taste. that their little uh, descriptors are on gold scale, like gold measuring scales. Yeah. All about that gold so mining, baby. Light, the light is heavy, and the mild is heavy, and the bold and the dark is not. Unfiltered, unpasteurized, vegan. Vegan! Hey. Huh. Oh, this is... Floaties. This is interesting. This is going to be an interesting yeast. We'll, we'll drink some more, and then we'll yeast it. Uh, all right, moving on to beer news. Uh, we have more beer news? Yep, we do. Three. Wait, what? Um, we're supposed to be getting right into this. Nope, we're getting into beer news. Did you pick doing. up beer news from, like, 
the last episode? No, I only went through half of it. Three Good things. Lord. So that way I can have some beer news on Holy every podcast. Crap. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Heaven forbid we talk about anything but sports. Anyways. Heaven forbid. This is a sports and beer podcast. Episode, though. Uh, supposed to be. Storm Brewing's mural that was uh, originally going to have to come down uh, no longer has to. Cool. The city Common council, sense prevails. Yeah, the city council finally realized, oh wait, everyone hates this decision that we're doing. Everyone hates uh, We're going to back down because we want votes. No, uh, no. And they allowed them to keep it. Uh, and Dina Brewing no, of East Vancouver, wow. who... Uh, they have good samosas. Very quiet. Sorry, what? You're ta- and Dina? Yeah. Yeah, their samosas are fucking... They have samosas? On... Point. That, doesn't sound, that doesn't, doesn't sound very Chilean. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting. Uh, okay. So they kind of quietly Good. closed their doors and nobody uh-huh. could get in. Nobody saw anything from them and they were pretty silent for like a month. And then a couple weeks back, they finally <laughs> announced that they are permanently closed. And they said that the main reason was because they could not come to an agreement with their landlord over uh, rent. Good God. Uh, I'm going to guess is probably the landlord tried to up their rent by a yeah. substantial amount as soon as they realized, oh, wait, I can put a high-rise here and make millions of dollars. Uh, <sighs> Good old Vancouver, eh? So, yep. Brewing, RIP, rest in pieces. That's very unfortunate because, I, I mean, they didn't have the best beer, but they had good beer, and then the food was good. Yeah, I, I had their ceviche. You didn't have their samosas? No, I had their ceviche and their empanadas. Their ceviche was very good. Their ceviche was very good. Yeah, their empanadas were good, too. Uh, and then they had these, they call them tostones, but it was like... Um, Plantain chips. Yeah, plantain chips are solid. Hmm. It's, it's Hopefully a, you guys open up see again. It because it's, they brought something different to the Vancouver beer yeah. scene, kind of like uh, the beer that we had in the last episode. Uh, a little South, South American Latin infusion into something that is otherwise an entirely hmm. Caucasian industry. If that's the reason for them closing, I don't think we've seen the last of them. I hope not. I would, yeah, I would hey, hope not. Hey, come to Langley. Mm. Andy's, uh, Andy's We're not cheaper, guy, so. but I'll visit you more. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, last piece of beer news. Uh, Maui Brewing uh, is using all of their locations on the island as donation centers. And on their website and on their social media channels, you can find other ways to donate to those who have been affected by the fires uh, that happened on Maui and specifically in Lahaina. How many That's locations do they have? I believe seven or eight Whoa. throughout the island. Wow. Kihei um, is their original and main location, which I've been to, and it is fucking huge. It's also really cool because like you go up a hill and you overlook the entire city of Kihei and onto the ocean, uh, and j- the location itself, like the building itself, is beautiful. Hmm. So... Cool. Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone affected. Yeah. Uh, the number of deaths keep rising. I believe it's 89 as of it is a recording. Absolutely podcast. terrible situation right now. Uh, yeah. Um, Another so brewery affected by that is Kohola Brewing, which was the original Maui Brewing location. Their entire building br- burnt down. So tanks and everything gone. Uh, despite the fact that that's not the most important thing in this, if you once again if you have the resources to to do so, please. Find help a way to out. help them and, and donate in whatever way you can. And if you don't need to travel out that way, or, like, if you're planning on it, don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are needing places to stay, and tourism is just going to affect that, so... Yeah. It's 
kind of a double-edged sword because an area like that relies so heavily on tourism, but in a moment like this, you are correct. People are going to need to live somewhere. Yeah. So, anyways, thoughts and prayers go out to them. Thanks, Maui Brewing, for showing, showing that this industry does still have yes. uh, good some people. good people in it. Mahalo. Mahalo. Mm. <laughs> Accurate. Aloha. Um... All right, that's so all shall we? That's that's beer news. NFC, NFC. So yeah, yeah, yeah. our uh, last episode we did AFC. Go listen to that if you haven't. It is out right now. What is right that? now. So yeah, we were going over. Uh, if you didn't listen to the first episode, we were going over the NFC National Football Conference this episode, uh, team by team, division by division, records and such. We may as well keep the same order. Yep. Forbes, start us off with the NFC East. The East. I got the Eagles at the top, 12 and 5. Okay. Cowboys, 10 and 7. Hmm. Giants, 7 and 10. And the Commanders, 6 and 11. All right. And we are on the same page today. Uh, same here. Eagles, 12 and 5. Nice. <laughs> Cowboys, 10 and 7. Nice. Giants. Nine, seven, and one. <laughs> so who are they tied with? Uh, we get to that? That will be shown later on. Uh, Washington Commanders, five and twelve. I hate that you're predicting a tie because ties shouldn't exist in the NFL. Ties are what happens in proper football, and they will happen in American football. Disgusting. Foot make. It's actually called a draw. Wow. Make American football proper football again. No, nope, that's how the saying that. goes, right? No. Nope. Um, I want a hat that says that, please. I have <laughs> the uh, Eagles at 14 and 3. Nice. Um, I actually have the Giants finishing second. I have the Giants and Cowboys both at 10 and 7, but I have the Giants finishing ahead of the Cowboys in the standings. Uh, and then I also have the Commanders, but soon to be. Uh, what the hell are you doing? When was it canned? Trying to find a date code on the cans. Nothing? Nothing. All right, cool. Uh, I have the commanders also at 6 and 11. Oh, found it. March 30th. 6 and 11 for the commies? Yeah, I think they're going to change their name, and I think uh, they should change their name back to Washington football team, because I think that was awesome. Why do you think they're going to change their name? Because it says they're going to. They're under new ownership, and they said they're going to change their name and logo again. Cool. Did mm. not see that. The commanders yeah. thing. Also, we spoke on a spoke about it on a previous podcast. They had some copyright infringements oh, going I do around that. that. Correct. So they're going to have to change their name, regardless of eventually. Football club, baby. Let's I go. I thought Washington Football Team was an awesome name, and I don't I know why, it. but I loved it. It's, it's just it's it ironic. Just, it, yeah. It's yeah, so Washington. We do awesome. the football. Yeah. Um, embrace right. the irony. I'm trying to read my scribble here. Um, I think I have the Eagles at 13 and four. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. They sure. are at the top of the division, so there's that at least. I have the Giants going ten and seven. Okay. Not nine, seven, and one. No. <laughs> I thought about a tie. I was like, I don't know who would tie. Um, I have the Cowboys going eight and nine. I this is a lot higher than I'd like to give them, but I think they'll oh. win some games out of pure luck. Who's their new OC? Yes. Good question. Um, I just don't trust Dak. Agreed. I've lost a lot of faith in Dak over the last few years, and 
I mean, he's got a lot of weapons, and he just misses them. <laughs> Brian Schottenheimer. Or was he prior, previously? Is he the son of Marty Schottenheimer? Um, Chris Nat, you players like Rotten Reimer? <laughs> That's how it goes, right? It's an Eminem line. I attempted um, to quote it. I think it's completely wrong. Oh, Rotten Reimer cursing at you, homies like Marty Schottenheimer. There we go. I got it. Uh, anyways, so former, I also... Sorry, former offensive... Uh, hold on. Sorry, it's in... Uh, former offensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks from 2018 to 2020 and a passing game coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. This is Schottenheimer? Yes. You I have confirm whether or not he's a son. The Washington team of football at four and thirteen. Mm, four and thirteen. Yeah, they're not good. No, you no don't like uh, scary Terry. No, uh, I like confidence scary Terry. in Sam Howell. I like Dotson. I like I Sam Howell. I don't like their scary running scary. game. That's fair. Martin and Mike Schottenheimer. Yep. Under his father, Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Schottenheimer. There you go. Yep. Uh, interesting. I think. Well, I mean, they're not getting the playoffs. I, I think the Niners no. are going to be half decent. I just, I mean, Sam Howell has the full season ahead of him, and I think he is the undisputed starter. So that's good at least. Because last year it was Heine Boy and him kind of battling <laughs> a little bit. And I think that probably affected Heine's play a little bit. Probably not a lot because he's a gunslinger and he's going he's gonna to chuck them Heine Boys. Huck and chuck them Heine um, Boys. But we'll see what Howell can do in a full season. Like I said, I like their weapons through the air. I don't love the running game. So that's really not going to be a factor for this team. And if you yeah. can shut down those two guys, then what do you got? Yep. <clears throat> Are they not like a top five defense? I thought I remember seeing that. It depends Check on if, if, Go back Chase, to your list. if Chase Young is healthy. They're not bad. Also, um, who's the other running back there? Brian Robinson and... Jamie uh, McKissick. And Antonio, Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Antonio Gibson, thank you. Washington's 15. I don't want to hear the oh. name J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick's <laughs> mooches, baby. Adolfo lost me a fantasy football championship by telling me to start him over uh, Madison. Alexander um, Madison. That's a dumb decision. All right, who's next? Uh, hmm. What I think is the most interesting division this year, and that is the NFC North. Okay. All right. Where are we top. going here? Oh, gee, I'll fucking wonder. If you say the Packers... Vikings. We're cutting now. 10-7. and seven. Oh. Tied with them, the Green Bay Packers. 10-7. Hmm. and seven. Okay. The Lions go 8-7. and seven, And the Bears are the Bears. So Five the Lions are... The Bears are who we thought the they Lions were. The Lions are 8-7? Yep. Math. 8-9. <laughs> Math. Uh, okay. What uh, is 17? <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota Vikings, 11-6. and six. Uh, Detroit Lions, 10-7. and seven. Uh, Although I could see that flip-flopping. Uh, Packers, 7-10. and 10, And Bears, 6-11. and 11. I think the Bears take a step forward. I just don't think they're good enough it's to beat. It's not a big beat. step. Yeah, it's not a huge step. Hmm. Um, I have the Lions and the Vikings with the same record at 10-7, and seven, but I have the Lions edging them out for the division. Uh, I actually have Packers or Bears nine and eight, and Packers at eight and nine. That sure. big of a jump for the Bears, hey? Okay. They made a lot of right moves. Whether it comes together is a whole new story. 
but I think they did enough to surprise some people, and that might be a preview to one of my hot takes. Oh, it's a doo-doo take. I <laughs> we also said that about the Jaguars playing in division. I have so, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> at eleven and six, Detroit ten and seven, Bears six and eleven, and I have the Pack. <laughs> Actually, I fucked that one up. Uh, mathing, four and thirteen. You put three and thirteen. Yeah, we have a hard four time with the number seventeen in this four, four podcast. Th- That's um, the NFL's I fault do, for changing yeah, yeah, seventeen games. I do think that. <laughs> Minnesota and Detroit can flip-flop. Yeah. I just think that Minnesota edges them out based on the fact that they haven't done anything to get worse, in my opinion. And they had one of the top offenses last year. I think they were, like, top five. I mean, I think they get worse in the running game. Uh, they do They do get worse Madison in Madison is, is not cooked. Not right. defense and also, who is his backup? Um, the only thing with that is... They did not run a ton in Minnesota for running backs. Yes. It's either going to be Ty Chandler or Kine Nguangu, who is yeah. a fast motherfucker. Yeah, but they're a huge drop-off from um, Madison as well. Correct. Yeah. So, like I they're said before earlier, Kareem Hunt did not indeed sign with the Saints, just to throw that out there. Um, but he did visit Minnesota this past week, and if they can get Hunt... Um, that could be a pretty decent one-two punch right there, with Madison being yeah. the... the sh- Bruiser and mm-hmm. Hunt being the passing back. Um, excuse me. But as far as having a full season of TJ Hawkinson, uh, KJ Osborne is a great deep threat, and I think he's one of the more underrated deep threats in the league. Um, Their Jordan, passing defense, though, is the big question. That is the it? big question, yeah. so that'll be where we we kind of have to wait and see if Flores' style is going to work, and it, I think it will because – Fuck was Donatel's uh, defensive scheme awful. It was definitely a prevent defense, and he gave a lot of space. Flores is an aggressive dude, and um, as long as they can put pressure up the middle, yeah. I think they'll be fine. Fair enough. Um, hmm. And then Detroit. I don't know if Detroit did a ton to really get better, but I don't think they did anything to get worse. Um, I think moving on from Swift wasn't a huge move regardless. Like I think... Dave Montgomery is a very capable number one, or at least running back. And I think uh, moving on from Williams is the bigger. That might be the bigger one, but yeah. who, that might just be touchdowns. Yeah. David Montgomery there, and we'll see. What we got in Jameer Gibbs. He was yeah. really good in college. I think they reached on him quite a bit, but they did. But I mean, I think they're one of the few teams where they could have done that. Yeah. Uh, fucking cat every time. Um, the nibbler. And then <laughs> I think the Bears did a couple of good things, but I don't think they really improved on defense at all. So it's going to be a lot of high-scoring games, and if, if Fields can do it, then they'll, they'll get at least three more games than last year. And you have no faith in the Packers. I have faith in the Packers. Oh, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> that is the noise of a cat attacking Adolfo's feet. Yeah, apparently your feet taste like whiskers or something apparently. like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> whiskers. So the thing with the pack for me is when Aaron Rodgers is there, he has no weapons. And that, <laughs> that is the reason why they can't win games. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have weapons, he can't do anything, so on and so forth. Jordan Love takes over, all of a sudden... He's got weapons. He's got weapons. I don't know if people have realized this, but he's got less weapons than Rodgers did last year. He's got a lot to prove. Um, they lost their best tight end. They lost their best 
Tight end. They lost Alan Lazard. Which is um, whatever. They lost MVS, which is, again, whatever. They lost MVS. So now they're relying on, on um, Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson. Christian Watson has shown that he's capable, but that was capable with Aaron Rodgers. Let's see what he can do. There's with, been some some highlights between with him and Love. The, the the short amount that Love played between him and Watson, but apparently right now Dobbs is like Love's guy. Hmm. But I mean, even at that, they have Musgrave. They Ooh. got Kraft as well. You don't know Musgrave? Oh, the, the rookie tight yeah, end. Tight end. Um, That's who they took in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, sorry, no, they took Van Ness. Oh, defense, sorry, these defensive second, end, second, second round. Yeah. Van, Lucas Van Ness was their first. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be. He's a beast. They're going to be, be run, heavy, run heavy, but they have such a young core, and that like they're going to have time to learn together and like make mistakes and not have Aaron Rodgers bitch you out, but instead like talk. I I have them in the same situation that I have the Colts, where it's it's going to be a growing pains. growing pain season. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be better than the Colts. I they they don't have there. the hardest schedule, so they'll be able to squeak out tight games. Um, I think much like the Bills, they they kind of. They'll pick a few wins at home, uh, just because it's hard to play there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, especially late in the season. That's the only comparison I have between the Packers and the Bills this year. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to play there. Fair. I'm just but, looking at their schedule right now. Yes. Ben Ness was the one that was compared to Luke Kuechly, correct? Who's that? Luke Kuechly, former linebacker for the Panthers. Well, I don't know who he was compared early. to exactly, but he was supposed to I be... I mean, he retired, retired because his body started breaking down on him, so... Much the, like Calvin the, Johnson. The Packers right? do have a favorable schedule. Yeah. There's a lot of winnable games there. Yeah, like tight ones that they could squeak out, and I, know, I feel like having Love learn, me, learn behind Rodgers for two or three years... It's good, good for his development rather than throwing him to the fire. Like, let him mature, get a little bit older, and now he's got, like, his young receiving core. Yeah. He's got Aaron Jones How still. How much did Rodgers teach him? I have to ask. Well, Rodgers like is bit. kind of a douchebag and hated that he got drafted. He, yeah, he, I mean, fair enough. But, like, you could get a wide receiver in the first round and you take a quarterback. You'd probably be a little bit pissed. But, I don't know. A lot of pressure I, on I, that I kid. I think they're going to surprise people. A lot of pressure on that kid. The Green Bay is a very... Uh, Fierce, unforgiving market. Correct. So okay. if he starts off poor, they're opinionated. It's going to be very tough for him. It's true. I feel like he knows that. But as someone well, yeah. who grew up it's in still a lot of pressure. an area where it's predominantly Packers fans, they are a very opinionated market. Yeah. Very Just like NHL players don't want to play in Canadian markets. If I was an NFL player, I would not want to play in Green Bay. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Green Bay's winning the Super Bowl. NFC <laughs> South. South. The best division in football. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, Saints, <gasps> Saints at the top, eleven and six. Wow. Okay. Easy schedule. You believe in Derek Carr, eh? Not really, but easy schedule. <laughs> I believe in miracles. It's better than what they've had. Uh, second place Panthers, eight and nine. Falcons, six and eleven. Bucks, four and thirteen. We are. We have the same teams and almost the exact same <laughs> records. Uh, New Orleans Saints, ten and seven. Uh, Carolina Panthers eight and nine, Atlanta Falcons six and eleven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, three and fourteen. I, I could see generous. them. What's that? I was being generous yeah. with my one. Baker Mayfield is not the answer. Baker nope. Mayfield and Kyle Trask are not the answer to their problems. There, no, disagree. Not. I think Baker Mayfield might be the next coach. 
Well, that is a that is a take. Hmm. If Baker Mayfield wins MVP this year, I will buy a Baker Mayfield jersey. I would. I'd probably get his face tattooed on me. I feel that strongly about the fact that he's not. Gonna, I'm not going to shake on that. Come on. <laughs> I also I actually know. I, I want to see that I, so bad. I, I am now a Baker. I could shake fan. on that, but my wife would not approve of that. So therefore, it's <laughs> just put it somewhere where she never goes, like yeah, a taint or bottom of your foot. <laughs> yeah. Bottom of your foot. Yeah. Uh, I'm no. First off, no, no. <laughs> I'm backing down already. I'm doing it live. I said it out loud, and I'm like, "Fuck, these guys are going to call me on this." <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, remember when we saw the Browns Baker Mayfield jersey yep. at the yeah that threw me off concert at a concert weird. something you never think you'd see in Vancouver British Columbia <laughs> um, <laughs> for me uh, I was also flip flopping between one and two I think this could go either way I have the Saints at nine and eight and the Panthers at eight and nine it wouldn't surprise me if the Panthers win this division this year I just don't know what's going to happen uh, Falcons at seven and ten. I think they do take a step forward. Uh, I also, yeah. I also have the Bucks at three and fourteen. There's just no Ooh, going. Yeah, no. You can't go from Tom Brady to yeah. Baker Mayfield. Right, you only, can go from Tom Brady to I Mac think, Jones. You can do whatever you want. Has only so well. I would rather go to Mac Jones than to I mean, Baker. Yes, Mayfield. I mean that is the logical answer. I'm just saying that you could go from a bag of milk. And the goat, and interchangeably. The only positive offensively for them is their running back, Rashad White. Yeah. Rashad, uh, White. I mean, you right? still have Mike Evans, but who's going to throw him the ball? I think. I think. And Godwin. I think Evans and Godwin are going to get. I think Evans covered. is going to have a bad year. It's his first non-one-thousand-yard receiving year in so. like nine years, probably. I agree. Okay. All right. That is also a relative term based off of expectations. I have. This is probably going to be on. I shouldn't have had a pen with a clicker on it. Uh, I have the Saints going 9-8. and eight. <laughs> Stop touching it. I have the Panthers going 8-9. Hey, same. I have the Bucks going 5-12. and 12. Okay. And then I have the Falcons going 3-14. and 14. Hmm. I no have zero faith in Desmond Ritter. Hmm. Um, hmm. I think... You don't Bij- think Bijan Robinson is going to win them games? No. No, no, no. Everyone else seems to. I think Bijan Robinson will be a good player, and I think he's probably going to be their best player. But outside of that, like I have zero faith in Kyle Pitts. I don't think Kyle uh, Desmond Ritter can get him the ball. Same with Drake London, and then you have Old Man Patterson out there. It's just not a good offense. They they do have a good looking defense though. That might be their saving grace. Yeah, like attractive men. Attractive men on the field. Yes. Hmm. That's. More or less the only reason why I have them winning six. They also... Is Bijan in their defense. That, I'm not even that That division is just like... It's so up for grabs. Like The Falcons' yep. saving grace is like... I don't think it's going to happen, but like... There's a small chance they go 5-1, and 6-0 and oh in their division. Yep. If they can beat those teams. But that is also the same for everyone that's not the Bucks as well. I also like, think... I don't know. Much like many of you, Saints and Panthers can flip-flop. If Bryce Young can have a good rookie season, they're going to be a better team than most expect. I think Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard are going to be a pretty decent duo. Um, I think Adam Thielen will be the rookie's best friend because he's not a deep route runner. He's going to be your safety safety valve underneath the route. He He doesn't draw passes either. No, Mm -hmm. he's a sure-handed, short route slot guy. Yeah. 
So you just keep Who's chipping down. Who's their tight end there now? That's a question yes. I can't answer. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's no. only two game swing for my prediction, and I agree with you. I could see it go either way. Going either way. Their current tight end lineup is they have Hayden Hurst. Oh, I forgot they got DJ Chark too. Hayden Hurst, Giovanni Ricci, and Stephen Sullivan, Tommy Tremblay, Ian Thomas. A whole lot of guys I've never heard of. This is Panthers? Yeah. They have LaVisca Chanel. He's shown okay. shades of good. Adam Thielen, yeah. Inconsistent at best. DJ Shark. He serviceable. So, yeah. Options, but not a lot of options. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Raheem Blackshear. Still playing football. Alright, NFC West. NFC West. This one I found tough. The best. Except, except for Same. the last place team. Mm. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Uh, at the top, I have the 49ers at 10-7. and seven. Okay. See who the QB is. Uh, Seahawks, 9-8. and eight. Rams six and eleven, Cardinals three and fourteen. Math, math. Three thirteen and one. Yeah. <laughs> I have the 49ers going twelve and five. I have the Seahawks going ten and seven. I have the Rams going six, ten, and one. <laughs> There's so the, the so the Rams and the Giants are yes, going to tie. Correct. <laughs> are they um, even playing each other this year? Yes, I made sure to check this. <laughs> I was hoping they weren't. <laughs> I hope you get that right. Uh, the Cardinals are going 3-14. and 14. We I need just... to do something for Nick if the Giants and yeah. Rams actually tie. I agree. Soon. You should do something for me. We will. Get a Darren Waller jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. There's a lot of jerseys being floated around this podcast. There is. Yeah. But there's well, only, only one in writing. Yeah. 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 We have one. Um... Yeah, this one was uh, this one was tough for me. I have the Seahawks at eleven and six, winning the division. Um, I have the 49ers at ten and seven. Rams at nine and eight. Uh, Cardinals at two and fifteen. Uh, yeah. We can get into this after Adolfo gives his things. I think this is Sean McVay's last chance as well, hmm. and this okay. leads into some of my hot takes. Interesting. I have the Niners at twelve and five, Seahawks at nine and eight, Rams at six and eleven, and the lowly cards at two and fifteen. Yeah, same. Nice. More I or almost, same throughout. I almost picked them to do the the, the big old seventeen. Up. Yeah, but I thought about it. They're gonna be bad. They're gonna win at least one game with Kyler. Who Murray is left back. there? What's that? JJ Watt. Nope, retired. I know. Ertz in Arizona. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. James Conner. James Conner. Running back Conner. Alright. NFC East. Yeah, I don't I couldn't name you one receiver. Is uh Rondale Moore still there? Marquise Brown. Yep, there you go. Rondale Moore. Okay. Greg Dorch. I love Greg Dorch. And then after that, I don't know any of these. I don't know I know one. Zach Zach Pascal. Oh yeah. Uh, He goes by Pascal. Pascal. Uh their backup quarterback as of this ESPN depth chart is Colt McCoy. <laughs> Again? Who? I guess so. He's going to be starting because 
Kyler Murray's slated to I miss saw someone else. four to six games, is it? I don't know. I've honestly, like, I almost erased this whole team from Kyler Murray. Oh, I don't know. How He's, I think it's little, four to six. Oh, that's, that's what it is. They have a, Interesting. Um, yeah, this is a rookie quarterback as well named Clayton Toon, who is actually going to be the backup. They also have seen. Jeff Driscoll. Yes. Clayton Toon uh, played in Houston for his last two years in Houston. He had a, some ridiculous stat lines as a quarterback. So huh. he actually might be better than... It's a tough... It's a tough... Uh, Colt McCoy? It's a tough situation. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not dead. good. It's, 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 it's not good. I know what else to say? There's no nice way. To so over under paper bags on their fans' heads. Mm. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. 100 percent. Think so? Do you think they have to expect it? Oh, 100. Yeah, yeah, but you're still gonna wear a paper bag, unless you're cheering for the other team. I still remember seeing when the lines were were terrible. I. Uh, I still remember seeing someone throw a paper bag, and rather than punching the holes for their eyes, they just left it. <laughs> That's brutal. They don't even want to see. <laughs> Didn't even want to see it. Did, they they bought the tickets, but they don't even want to see. Look at. That's funny. So, Cardinals played the Commanders Week One. That's Commanders will win that. It's a winnable game, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I the Giants, then the Cowboys, then the 49ers, then the Bengals, then the Rams, then the Hawks, then the Ravens. Then the Browns, yeah, these are all losses. Hmm. Then the Falcons, that's a winnable game. The Texans is a winnable game. Rams, Steelers, Niners, Bears, Eagles, Seahawks. Yeah, two or three wins max. <laughs> I agree. Also, for your Sad. reference, for your guys' reference, Ooh. the Rams and the Giants play on New Year's Eve. Go so that is, when I'm, <laughs> that is when I'm rooting for a tie. The old New Year's Eve tie. Yeah. New Year's Eve, you're going to be watching football. Yep. Making sure it's a tie. Hoping it's going to be a tie, because... Is uh, it in L.A.? I don't know. If I were you, because... Uh, it's in New York. Uh, knowing how the... Drive down. Knowing how the betting <laughs> yeah. works, ties are obviously, like, a lot higher money, because they're so rare. Yeah. I would, as soon as the season starts, uh, throw a little tenor on that, and you could probably win some decent chunk of change if they yeah. do that. Should all throw $10 on it for Nick. Uh, in my I'm honor, right. you guys should do that, and then all the winnings come to me. I knew that was coming, and I, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to agree to it. No. <laughs> yeah. I basically say the same thing about every bet these guys make. Yeah. Uh, when Adolfo comes back, we'll go over. We'll just recap. I'm back. Let's go. We'll recap. Uh, so just we'll go AFC, NFC recap all of our division winners, and then we need to just put in who we think are going to be in the wild card because we didn't really go through that. So basically our playoff teams at this point. And then next episode will be championship, Super Bowl, all that stuff. So once again, maybe we'll just go, we'll go Forbes again, name your four division winners and your three wild card teams. All right. So we'll have to do records again, I guess. Division winners. Okay, we'll go Bills in the East, Chiefs in the West. Let's move forward. Chiefs in the West, uh, Jags in the South. I'm going to go Browns in the North. <laughs> Make it fun. Uh, already might be Bengals wild card, take. Chargers wild card, Dolphins wild card. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for my division winners, I have Bills, Browns, Jaguars, Chargers. 
uh, wild card. I have Chiefs. I have Jets, and I have Bengals. Hmm. Uh, my division winners: Bills, Bengals, Chargers. Oh no, sorry, Bills, Bengals, Jaguars, Chiefs. Wild cards: Dolphins, Ravens, <coughs> Chargers. Bless you. Thank you. Doug. All right, I have the Bills, Chiefs, Jags, Bengals. I have the Steelers as wild card, Chargers as <laughs> wild card, and um, Dolphins. Hmm, nice. Right. Okay, I like it. Nifsa. The Nifs in the East, uh, the Eagles in the West. We'll go 49ers. Ew. Sorry. Okay. South, Saints, North. I had the Vikings and Green Bay both at 10 and 7. Well, who gets the, the uh, tiebreaker? Packers. Aye, aye, Weird. Aye, aye. A little biased. Who's uh, your wild, wild cards? Uh, Vikings, uh, Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, division winners for me: Eagles, Vikings, Saints, 49ers. Wild cards are Lions, Seahawks, and Cowboys. Okay. Interesting. Okay. 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 Uh, my division winners: Eagles, Lions, Saints, Seahawks. Wild card: Giants, Vikings, and 49ers. It's boring. Truly. Um, <laughs> I've got the Eagles, Niners, <laughs> Panthers, Cowboys, Minnesota. Uh, I've got the Lions as a wild card, the Seahawks, and the Giants. Okay. There you go. Okay, that's it. So, uh, yeah, next episode we will do. We've got our AFC Championship and. Do we give a oh, yeasty next episode? Okay. Yeah. Do we give a yeasty now? We should yeasty this next. beer now. Let's yeast now. But yeah, next episode NFC and AFC Championship, Super Bowl winners, and MVPs, regular season award winners, and yeah. fantasy. Uh, booms, busts, booms, and sleepers. Bus, sleepers, top threes. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Yeah. But for ne- first, yeast. Let's yeast it. Let's yeast. Kyle, you starting? Let's do it. You, you brought it. You, you go first. The sluice. Is it loose or is it tight butthole? <laughs> Which is better? A tight butthole. Okay. If you ever watched work, if you ever watched Workaholics, mm. tight butthole is always good. Oh, okay, okay. You yeah. always want a tight butthole. Now I know. Tight butthole, very good. Uh, I would say it's slightly loose though. Okay. In my opinion. <laughs> Michael Zimprogno is sitting here having an aneurysm right now over our rating skills. Uh, six five for me. Six five. Oh, okay. The old uh, Eric Carlson. Is he sixty five? Sure. Oh. Years old. Let's go. <laughs> I think so, actually. Adolf. I'm gonna go six point five two. Um, wow. As far as Hazy's. As far as hazies go, it wasn't, um, I don't know, there wasn't a fresh fruitiness that I generally look for in it, and uh, it was a bit more bitter than I anticipated, which, if you've been listening long enough, you know that I'm a, I'm a bitter hophead, and this just this didn't hit, hit the spot. 
wasn't yeah. quite refreshing the way I was hoping, but um, not a bad beer. Nope. Like, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. 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 Me or you? Go. Uh, so, I was frantically looking for the day code on this can. You'll hear the interruption in the podcast earlier. Uh, for a particular reason. One, I don't love how they date code in black on a black label. It's really difficult to find. <laughs> Seems like they're kind of trying to hide it, maybe? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, this beer is almost five months old, which is not typically great for hoppy beers. Typically, you want them to be consumed three months or less. I know it's pretty difficult out of the control of the brewery when they go so far away from home. Uh, I do think this beer is probably going to be a lot better if it's more fresh. I agree. Uh, I get yeah. a little bit of oxidation, so I think that like kind of bitterness you guys are getting is kind of like an astringent characteristic from oxidation. And as you can see, like the beer is kind of darker. Mm-hmm. I mean, people on the podcast obviously can't see it. We can. Uh, that being said, it's not like super oxidized. You can still tell the beer underneath is a good beer. It's just not fresh. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually gonna opt out of yeasting because. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a no, cop you, out. Uh, that, is that I, this, this isn't on them. No, it's not it's on them. So you still have to give it a yeast as of what you're drinking right now. Like I can tell you, it's a good beer. It's just this current yeah. version is not. Uh, I think that was a great breakdown. The way you have, you yeah, but you still have to give a yeast on the current I version just, that you're drinking. I, I hate giving a brewery a bad yeast when it's something that's not their own fault. I'm sure it's a good beer. I guess I have to yeast it. I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah. Okay. No offense to that's fair. the breweries. It's just, it's just the way it worked out for yeah, us. Yeah, was it that's... sitting cold stored or was it cold? It was cold stored. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still older, so. I mean, who knows when? As it got far there. as like hazy beers go. When I bought it, the lady did say, "I just saw this, so maybe it's been yeah, it could have been, been sitting while. in their storage yeah. for months." Yeah. So out of the brewery's you can, control. You can tell it's a good beer. Is it like mm. you said? It's got to be fresh, and this isn't it. And one day we will go to Quiznell. I've It'll had be. a lot of their beers before, obviously prior to COVID, because they did reel back their distribution during COVID times, as did everyone. Um, and it, I, I haven't had this one specifically, but their beers are typically quite good. Mm. So that's why I was hesitant. To yeah, least. fair. It has potential for sure. Um, I'm curious where the IBU count comes in because it tastes way higher than an eight to me, and I don't know. Well, that's that oxidation astringency yeah. I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's like I think it's more like astringent from that than it is actually bitter. Bitterness. That could be. Yeah, that's why IBUs are kind of difficult to go off of because like there's so many variables, right? And that's why I said I'm like normally if you've listened long enough, like I love a good bitter IPA, good hoppy yeah. IPA. Um, this isn't your typical bitterness. This is definitely like like. You're alluding to it's, um, it's astringent it's, and it's, it's not astringent. better. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was, was going to give it like around yeah, a 6, 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 six, six. Nine. Five, five, go 6, Not a sponsor. Anyway, that was our NFC predictions. Stay tuned for part Three to the dog pound. Boys and girls. In this case, that are going six and eleven.